Tyler's message is uncertainty. The issue of the unknown, the unsure, unsettling doubt. Uh, does it cause anxiousness and worry and great concern? Absolutely. Are you and I now living in uncertain times? Uh, absolutely. Uh, times like, even at my age, I've not, never seen this before, and we pray and we hope that we never see it again, actually. Two events have altered our world almost totally. COVID-19 and George Floyd's murder literally turned our world upside down. I, I think many of us would agree with that. And some say that we'll never get back to normal. I don't know about that. You know what? I think that's up to God, actually, and how we conduct ourselves. But uncertainty grinds away on many people, and perhaps it does on you. We have used that terminology before, the daily grind. Monotonous day-to-day -day life, an expression that uses this metaphor is back to the daily grind or simply back to the grind. Origin of daily grind. This expression first started appearing in print during the mid-1800s. It comes from a verb grind, which means to rub material and force, it, break it into little pieces. People often grind grain. If you've been down to Spring Mill, you've seen that big grist mill down there and how it grounds corn into cornmeal. Well, I don't suppose any of us want to be ground or broke into tiny pieces. This is a byproduct of worry. The scripture tells us not to be anxious. Don't worry about anything. You know what? And to be honest, as we spit that out, worry sin. I know we're all sinners and we're trying to get better at it, but nonetheless, not better at sinning, but not doing it so much. Here's God's antidote this morning to help soothe and cure our uncertainty and its grinding effect on us. It's David's Psalm, Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He lead me, leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou dost prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou hast anointed my head with oil, and my cup overflows. Surely goodness and loving kindness will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I think anyone cannot deny Psalm 23 is probably the most loved portion of the book of Psalms, perhaps it's in the entire Bible. It has endeared itself to people in every circumstance in life, to the soldier in battle fearing injury and possibly death, to the grieving widow standing before a fresh grave, wondering how she can go on with life. Maybe you've been there. To the guilty wanderer seeking forgiveness and direction to the lonely stranger longing for love and companionship, to the suffering saint strapped to a bed of pain, to the orphan and the forgotten, to the depressed and the jobless, to the prison inmate and the persecuted, to the prodigal and the divorced, to many of you parents that are sending your children back to school, and many of us concerned about one of our family members would contract this virus. The list goes on. I think all of us have felt the stinging daily grind of uncertainty. 
to each and to a thousand more, Psalm 23 brings solace and peace. When the chips are down and our hearts are heaviest, it is this magnificent Psalm of the Shepherd we most often turn to. Many children know it by heart, yet it's the silent partner of the retired and always fitting at a celebration of a service of a follower of Christ who God has called home. From the cradle to the grave, Psalm 23 provides nameless comfort and endless endurance for those who face this, who lack the secure feeling of God's perpetual presence. I've observed in my life, and I know you have as well, that few inner battles are more fierce than the daily grind of uncertainty. No doubt you have encountered one or more of these many phases as you struggled with a career choice, a direction in life, purpose in pain, job security, financial pressures, physical handicaps, relational snags, and a dozen other confusing puzzles that we are faced with in life that we can't quickly or easily solve, and the many issues and concerns and problems that COVID-19 has brought when you read Psalm 23, it's an amazing thing. You realize that it's written from the vision or the viewpoint of sheep. Have you ever had sheep? I had sheep in 4-H. They don't demand respect. I sometimes wish God would have called us as rhinoceroses instead of sheep. They're tough. They have tough skin. They charge. They could turn over jeeps and trucks. They're not afraid of anything. They're bad, but they're not as bad as honey badgers. If you want to see a wild animal, you look at a honey badger. Well, why didn't God pick one of those animals to call us that? Perhaps the reason He calls us sheep, He wants us to rely totally on Him, His great supernatural power and not our own, not to be self-sufficient and have all the answers, to be meek and mild and humble. Psalm 100 reads like this, Shout with joy to the Lord, O earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him singing with joy. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are His. We are His people, the sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates with thanksgiving. Go into His courts with praise. Give it thanks to Him and bless His name for the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever and His faithfulness continues to each generation. Then in John 10, verses 11 through 14, the words of Jesus Himself, I am the Good Shepherd. The Good Shepherd lays down His life for the sheep. I am the Good Shepherd. I know my own sheep, and they know me. So as you read Psalm 23, it is though a sheep is considering its life among the flock with its shepherd and recording its feelings and observation. It's amazing when we look at this, the analogies between helpless sheep and God's frail children, which is you and I. First, sheep lack a sense of direction. Unlike cats and dogs, sheep can get lost easily. I know none of you have done it, but I know there's people who haul dogs off and miles away and they show up at home. And I'm sure that them coons that Bert trapped was the same coon, come back nine times. Even in familiar environments of their own territory, sheep don't know where they're at. So it is with us believers, we cannot guide ourselves. We must rely completely on the Word of God and the voice of our Shepherd Savior and His Holy Spirit. Secondly, sheep are virtually defenseless. 
Most animals have a rather effective means of defense. Sharp claws, teeth, speed, ability to hide, keenness of smell, sight and hearing, great strength, ferocity, and skunks have stink. The sheep are awkward and weak and ignorant. They have spindly legs and tiny hooves and pitifully slow. Even devoid of an angry growl, how scary is that? I don't think that's put fright into any other animals, and they're defenseless. The only true protection for sheep is the ever-watchful eye of the shepherd. And so it is with us as his followers. We are admonished to be strong in the Lord, Ephesians 6.10. Third, sheep are easily frightened, being ignorant, unimpressive, in stature and very much aware of the weakness sheep find comfort daily in the shepherd's presence. I am sure they keep their eye on him. And at night, reassuring songs uh, are sung by shepherds to calm his sheep. It also refers to this type of shepherd-lord relationship we have with God in Psalm 27.1, which reads, Light, space, zest, that's God. So with him on my side, I'm fearless, afraid of no one and nothing. That is the power of the Holy Spirit within the life of the believer. Fourth, sheep are by nature unclean. Other animals lick, scrape, and roll in the grass to clean themselves, but not sheep. They will remain filthy indefinitely unless the shepherd tries to clean them up. We too are unclean and filthy. Apart from the tender shepherd's cleaning of 1 John 1, 9, we would remain perpetually dirty. His promise is if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from unrighteousness. Fifth, sheep cannot find food or water. While most animals have a, a keen sense of smell, sheep depend upon their shepherd completely. If they're left to themselves, they would eat poisonous weeds and die. Sheep can founder, and when one does it, the others will follow. Again, as children of God, we are equally dependent. And then sixth, the sheep wool does not belong to the sheep. The sheep produces the wool, but it belongs to the shepherd. And it is on our life as the Holy Spirit works through us, and we do great things through God. It's not on us. It's the, it, God gets the glory for that. In every way, you see, we are indeed His people and the sheep of His pasture. The theme of Psalm 23, it states its case in the verse verse and simply verifies it in the remainder of the song. The key thought is this, because the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want for anything. I shall lack nothing. No uncertainty should frighten me. Here, here's the way that that psalm is played out in the balance of David's famous song. I shall not lack rest or provision. Why? He makes me lie down in green pastures. I shall not lack peace. Why? He leads me beside still waters. I shall not lack restoration or encouragement when I faint, fail, or fall. Why? He restores my soul. I shall not lack guidance or fellowship. Why? He guides me in the paths of righteousness. I shall not lack courage when my way is dark. Why? Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. I shall not lack companionship. Why? For thou art with me. I shall not lack constant comfort. Why? My rod and thy staff, they comfort me. I shall not lack protection or honor. Why? Thou dost prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. I shall not lack power. Why? Thou hast anointed my head with oil. I shall not lack abundance. Why? My cup overflows. I shall not lack God's perpetual presence. Why? 
Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall not lack security. Why? And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. David drew his words from memories from years spent on the Judean hillside with his father's sheep. I've had sheep. They're not smart. They need help every day, constantly. If you don't know much about sheep, it's a good study to Google that and, and, and check out the close relationship between a shepherd and his sheep. It's amazing. We are in uncertain times, my friends. Please do not let them grind you into pieces. Trust in Christ, our good shepherd. He is the antidote to our uncertainty. He is the ultimate cure for worry and anxiety. David calls Jehovah God my shepherd. To David the sheep, God was his own personal shepherd. Millions of people know that the Lord is shepherd. A lot of times we see pictures of Christ. He's with a sheep or holding a lamb. But they really don't know that he is their shepherd. Who is your shepherd this morning? In whom do you trust? In whom do you pour out your heart with your worry and your anxiety and your fear? And I, I hope it's Christ. I just pray that you're not caught in the daily grind of uncertainty. To whom do you turn for direction? My friends, we have a lot of choices. I've said this before. All these voices in life that are speaking into our ears and, and the things that we see. It, we have a lot of choices to make, but uh, it's my prayer this morning that you choose Christ. And as our world continues to unravel, as some believe it, I will trust in God and have my faith in Him and have Him bring my fear factor down to a lower level. I don't think it can be to totally taken away because it's in our humanness. Well, I love you guys. I'm, I'm really glad to see you. I want you to have a great day. Father, we love you. We thank you for loving us. We thank you for the power, Holy Spirit, that you put in our lives to be people of you, people of the book, people of God, the church, the family. So right now, Lord, I just pray to calm our hearts, be with those that are concerned about the ill and the suffering and the sick, be with those who are concerned about their family members that this virus, which is going around, it won't take them away. So I just pray that you comfort all these folks this morning. For we ask in the name of Christ, amen.